All right. I don't know. We play all these buttons so many times. Josh, why don't you go ahead and instead ask me how how business is doing, okay? Go ahead and ask me. How are your ventures in business going? Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix Podcast. I am one of your lovely hosts, the Garlic Johnson. We are joined, as always, by our other lovely hosts, the Joshua Mitchell. Josh, say hi to the folks out there. Beep, boop, bop. We appreciate you for joining us on this Tuesday evening, January 10th, 2023 at 8 p.m. Or whatever the hell time it is for Micah, probably like 6 in the morning or something, 4 in the morning, who knows. Um, The one, 10, okay. Um, But yeah, uh, we appreciate everyone for joining. Just like Micah is right now, we appreciate him interacting in the Discord. I'm sure he'll be there for every second of the Cincinnati Bengals playoff uh, journey. We got the segment start times down in the description below. Tonight's show is going to be a little bit longer. We got more stuff to get to, so not quite the half an hour, probably closer to an hour, just if I had to guess. Maybe even longer. Who knows? Maybe we'll keep Josh trapped here for two hours. Um, no, just kidding. But uh, thank you also at Levi Oki Illustration on Instagram for all the beautiful art. Josh, haha, <laughs> we darn. Darren. how are you gar good i mean it's been a full week since we podcasted last i don't even know if you remember how to do it at this point um but uh you know nothing as anything really and you're, we normally talk about personal life in, in this little bit and then we you know get into football in a second but um you know holidays are over nothing really big happened holiday wise i mean we had to go back to work with our government jobs uh how's that how's that been the transition back into you know not being off a bunch for the holidays are you do you hate it already taking a bunch of vacay yeah, no, I've already planned on taking the next six months off, um, mentally at least, um, just to kind of get back in the groove. Um, but no, otherwise things are going good. You know, I had the check engine light come up on my car a couple weeks ago, and um, true to my nature, I ignored it. My car just kind of looked at it and said, "You know what, bud? I'm just gonna wait for you to burn out." Covered with covered it with duct tape. I think that happened today. Yeah, put a. I got one of those, like you know, those stickers that you get in elementary school that um, ha- are just a smiley face. Put that over it. So every time I look at it to check, it's like, oh, it's it's happy. It's so a light up be- smiley face. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I, I mean, yeah, I couldn't see the the check engine light did turn off. Um, probably probably has something to do with the black smoke coming out the hood of my car, but I think it looks cool. Remember a couple years ago when you're you couldn't come to I think it was the Dynasty draft you couldn't show up to the Dynasty draft because you had like there was a bunch of acid all over your battery or something your battery exploded I think not like exploded exploded but like broke I don't know wild time shout out to the Nissans brother um, but yeah and, yeah and don't worry I know I'm sure I'm sure you're very familiar with every single day off you have Josh but I know the government likes to ease us back into it so we have next Monday off so you know we're working a five day work week here but then we're back to four next week just to ease us back into the year to get Monday off so don't don't be too scared um, yeah no I have to drive in for a training tomorrow um, oh my god have you thought um, about uh, putting in your resignation well, they're only making me drive to Andover, so it's you know two thirds of my trip essentially, maybe maybe closer to four fifths. But I uh, yeah, going in there, and it's from eight thirty to ten, so I have disgusting half hour half hour blocked off for travel time to get there, which is allowed. Um, and then you know I think that I'm going to run into some car issues and have like a <laughs> six hour commute home. So <laughs> makes makes sense to me. Uh, all right, you ready to start talking football, pal? We got plenty to cover on the docket tonight. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead. Let's start talking about it right away, Josh. Uh, rant and rave here one last time for the 2022, at least regular season. Um, how are we feeling about uh, week 18 of football? Well, I'm excited for it to happen. I'm looking forward to this weekend's slate of games. Um, yeah. A lot of, lot of things on the line for uh, – um, quite a few teams on whether or not they make it to the dance or not, and um, <laughs> should be a good time. Yeah, uh-huh. Are you, I'm not um, going to do it, Gar. I'm, you, I'm not going to give Mika his satisfaction of blowing in, up on the Packers. Are you in denial? I'm not denying anything. Have you traveled back I'm excited, in time? I'm excited for week 18 of the 2023 NFL <laughs> football season. But Josh, what if I so what if I told you maybe maybe you got so insufferable at home your wife just hit you over the head very hard and um and you know you lost consciousness or a bit of temporary or permanent amnesia. What if I told you <clears throat> week eighteen already happened? 
I would say have my wife hit me again, but this time <laughs> use the sharp part of the shovel. <laughs> no, uh, you got in your notes here that Jamal Williams is the national treasure. Do you want to speak to that? If you don't, you don't have to go negative on the Packers, although the fans are literally asking for it. Um, if you want to talk about that debacle, <laughs> yeah, no, okay. if you want to explode. So, I've been saying they've been dead since week seven. And last last week, whatever, Sunday, they just went out and proved it. Last week, I had said, oh, yeah, they had a great win over the Vikings. Just, just built me up enough confidence to just absolutely tear me down on Sunday night against Detroit. And you want to know what happened, Gar? They tore me down. The second Mason Crosby kicked his third field goal in the first half, I looked at myself and I said, I really wish the, the liquor stores were still open because I'd go. I'd go invest in stock, and then I'd go buy everything, and I'd try and drown myself because this is garbage. I could tell Aaron Rodgers, he's toast. He's throwing in with his right hand. He should be throwing with his left to probably get more accurate. Christian Watson, he's going to be great, but doesn't matter because that's going to be the only positive thing on that team. So next year when we go 2-15 and 15, and then we follow that up with a 4-13 and 13, or a 4-whatever, and whatever, I'm just gonna go ahead, and I'm just gonna I'm I'm gonna start growing my playoff beard now. I'm not shaving until the Packers make the playoffs. Josh, do you want your beard to be used as a fucking broom by three years no. from now? And I'm already probably gonna shave this week. It's garbage. <laughs> I hate everything. True to the Packers, I don't hold my word. They said they're gonna be good. They weren't. They weren't dead. They were okay. Jamal Williams, he is a national treasure, and I'm a Lions fan. One pride. <laughs> big shout out to the lions josh has converted his fandom uh, across the border to detroit um <coughs> no but no, uh, uh, but his introduction first off jamal williams game introduction i don't even know what he said but it was probably some naruto or something that uh he's in he's into but he had the little headband on with the the bling and he had the goofy smile and then that then that goofy bastard playing pokemon go on the sidelines went out there and ran for two touchdowns broke Barry Sanders' record, which just goes to prove that Jamal Williams is the best Lions running back ever. Um, he put up, I don't even know, 70 yards. Um, his, he then goes off, has one of the best post-game interviews, said that you know he, he, was, he did that game for his grandpa who just passed away this past week. Um, he loves his grandpa. He broke down in tears, and he said, don't let these tears fool you. I ain't soft. We, we the new Lions. Ruff, 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 or, I don't even know what he said, but yeah. The the only thing that made it so I'm not actually blowing up is that it was the Lions and Jamal Williams that beat the Packers. If it had been any other team in the NFL, I may I may have given Mika some of the best content that we've ever had. So you'll have to wait till next year, bud. Might have gone with a nuclear option, eh? Oh yeah. Did you? So I know I know you said this in the chat. Um, uh, I, believe, I believe you said it in the chat, yes, or on Sunday. Uh, but do, so, do you think the Lions were taking? Do you genuinely? Because I'm just asking, I'm not like trying to like get get you with a gotcha or anything. But do you genuinely think the Lions were trying harder because they had nothing on the line? You don't think they would? You think they would have uh, played very differently had they had a chance to get into the playoffs? Um, like the hook think, and ladder and the pass the at hook, the end of the game. The hook and ladder and the pass at the end of the game are probably the only. The only couple plays that I'd seen that were kind of off, off kilter that could would that I don't think they would have done if it was um, to get into the playoffs just because of where they were at in the game because they had already had the lead. I think that they would have been more comfortable running the ball um, and and just kind of maintaining that lead because obviously the Packers' offense couldn't move the ball, you know, against paper mache defenders. And um, and they were doing just fine, and Detroit was doing just fine. But yeah, the hook and ladder was a big one that I don't think that they would have done um, if they were playing with something on the line. But uh, it, I mean, it's it's a loose team when they when they know that they have nothing to lose out there, and they're out there and they're just you know they're out there just slinging the rock, having fun. All right, shout out. Uh, also, uh, I guess apparently we're going away from the use of Black Monday anymore, so we'll, you know, I'm mentioning it just because I'm sure that's what most people know it as, but certainly a very less, le a very less eventful, you know, day after the season or a couple days after the season than last year. Last year, I believe there were 
12 or 13 head coach vacancies. It was an astron- it was an astronomical amount coming out of last season. A lot of head coach opportunities are out there. As of right now, I believe it was only Nathaniel Hackett who was out what a week or two ago. Lovey Smith, the man with the most glorious beard in the entire NFL, he was out uh, still on Sunday. They fired him on Sunday. And then Cliff Kingsbury was also announced as fired. And um, who knows if he ever does anything again. But um, what, do you, what do you feel about those opportunities? Do you feel like any other coaches will get fired who are kind of on the hot seat? Or do you think uh, – or who would you like to see fill any of those three seats? <laughs> yeah, um, I guess – I would like to see um, Urban Meyer in Denver. Um, I think him and <laughs> him and Russ would mel mel metal med. We're both struggling with words tonight. Yeah, mel. I'm having a stroke today. <laughs> um, I think that they'd uh, they'd coerce together. I don't even know. I hate myself. I just want to go back and say that Week 18 is bullshit. I hate the Packers. <clears throat> Nope, not going to do it. Sorry, Micah. <laughs> Josh is on the cusp of having a mental breakdown right now. I don't know if anyone else really appreciates what we're living through on this podcast. Uh, the, the Kingsbury news, kind it came as a surprise, but then when I thought more about it, it was kind of expected because he has not had a good, like, dating back to, like, week eight of last season. He's not had a good track record. Um, Kyler Murray, you know, he's he's a little toddler running around out there. He doesn't know how to read. Um, and and kind of, I, I think I saw a tweet from somebody saying that that entire franchise went downhill the second that uh, homework clause got released. Um, and it's kind of true. The only bright spot that that team has is JJ Watt, who's knowing how it's going to implode on itself, and there he's getting out this year. Um, and going on to Lovey, I, I've done some petty things in my life. But I don't <laughs> think I've ever done anything as petty as him. Um, and and I'll, for that, I applaud him, and I wish him nothing but the best. Maybe a head coaching job in um, in another in another city. Um, but the fact that he had the carousel coach or the carousel quarterbacks injuries left and right, guys didn't want to play, um, and you know he had. So it was obviously a rebuilding year. They did they just it was it the the kind of we're look at how diverse we are we hired a black head coach um and then they just decided eh, you know what maybe next time because i thought he did fine he showed that he could win a game especially week 18 um but no that was the pettiest of all petty things and i applaud him because i got a kick out of it I mean, so I, I, I guess I've probably, we've already probably spent more time on this than I thought we would. And, you know, maybe if the show ends up going too long, we can just cut it up and do another little one later or whatever. But I'm really curious, what do you, because I mean, obviously these organizations like the, like the Denver Broncos, like if they had a decision between Hackett and Wilson, and maybe similarly for the Arizona Cardinals, with the, if they have to choose between Kingsbury and Murray, when they invest these big public contracts of hundreds of millions of dollars into their quarterbacks, you know, of course they're going to take that investment over the coach right this like all right we'll just find a new coach and we know they're playing the coaches a lot of money too but those are those contracts are usually much less public do you think there will ever be a pendulum swing in the nfl where organizations start to choose um you know their coaching staff over quarterbacks or do you think they'll always pick the player as their flagship and then fill in the pieces around that player because i don't I, I don't feel like we can generally know for sure the same way we couldn't for sure know if it was brady or belichick who was really the greatest and obviously it's a combination of the two in reality but um do you think there will ever be too many organizations that go with the coach instead, or do you think they'll always kind of be like, all right, we're sticking with the player and we'll find a new coach? See, I don't, I don't know. Just because, like, we've, I mean, granted, it is Cleveland, but they they went with a player that they hadn't seen play who um, had more sexual assault allegations than wins in his career, um, and and so they stuck with him over a guy who got them to the playoffs, um, and. To, so to me, it just looks, I mean, Cleveland has kind of the small sample size of saying, well, we want to go with player over, over anything else or player with talent over anything else. And obviously the quarterback position being important. Um, I do think that Russ's contract had them kind of locked away um, into, you know, they had to go with him because his, his, his rant after getting cut um, would probably be a lot more tear filled than mine. Um and then, you know, then he'd short circuit his robot wiring and then there would be fire and it'd just be a disaster. Um, but yeah, no, that is a good question because both those, 
Uh, two of those three teams had, you know, the big contracts to their new starting or to their starting quarterback. Uh, both of those starting quarterbacks underperformed. Um, and so the coaches are the ones that are um, taking it. Um, Lovey, on the other hand, came into a situation where there weren't many expected wins Dougie. based on, yeah, just based on who they had on the roster. But, um, and so that's, you know, that's just a different situation. Um, obviously, Carolina was Matt Rule, I believe, who got fired. Yeah. Um, and so he he was, I mean, first off, he was a goofy goober to begin with. Um, and so him being gone, probably, I mean, they'd love their new guy up there. Uh, that new te- that team actually looks pretty solid in the past few weeks. Um, and then, yeah, Frank Reich and Indy, who apparently just didn't know how to coach anything. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think that we'll ever see that sh- shift to where the players are the ones just because they know that if they get teams know that if they get cut, they'll get picked up somewhere else. And then um, those contracts might be um, on the books still, depending on how they're written. Right. Yeah. So I was just curious on your mind on that. So yeah, just to, just to like you said, to clarify, I believe there's five open coaching positions, not the three I'd alluded to because Matt Rule got fired way early in the season. Then Wright got fired, whatever, you know, five weeks ago, four or five weeks ago at this point. So there's five open coaching positions, I believe. And it's kind of surprising to see Ron Rivera still around. And it sounds like Sean McVay might leave. And so there's, you know, there's some intrigue to watch. We'll see. And, you know, where does Sean Payton go? Does anyone trade for his rights from the Saints? Who knows? A lot of intrigue there, a lot of interesting stuff. And then Derek Carr, maybe it's not, but it sounds like the Raiders can't afford to get rid of Josh McDaniels. Sounds like, you know, you know, poor, poor Davis doesn't have enough money to sign new coaches allegedly. Of course, it's all alleged, but so there might well, ship out drives, Derek Carr. He drives six hours to get his hair cut. So yeah, he's spending <laughs> gas money on ga- right. in Las Vegas. All right. Davis is a good man. We're going to move on. Uh, I renamed the weekly recap to the Hoodlines just out of laziness so we can mention the Skybusters one more time. Uh, but Josh, go ahead and give us a lovely sky, bu- uh, good ho- Hoodlines intro, even if we're not reading Hoodlines in the traditional sense. Hoodlines. Skybusters. Wow. Fandu- there it is. Fandu- top three. I think I found it. That's, <laughs> I think that's it. That's the stride we hit next year. Um, so the top three weekly totals for this past week, we're not going to talk about good players because by, based on the scores, there weren't any. But uh, Jack Mihoff with 115.36. Uh, the Shittabis himself, T, probably only his third contest, so not going to win a top 10 <laughs> overall score, but he put up 112.12. Um, and then Panic Man Walters uh, panicking with a 99.12. Um, to round out the top three. Our top three leaderboard on the season, Nikita held on to her lead by eight points. 1311.48. I do not know. I don't think she finished last, but I don't think she finished um, higher than third to last in the last week's contest. Um, Jack Mihoff with the second place finish. Um, he, he managed to close the gap by eight, but he needed an additional eight more in order to surpass Nikita. And then Garbanzo's bestest bean, uh, with 1287.18, he stayed pat in third place for his money to be doubled. And I do believe last coming, coming out of last week, I think Nikita had bumped up her lead by about 10 points. So if Nikita had not performed well last week, it looks like Mihoff would have passed her up just barely and taken the crown. So shout out to Nikita. Uh, we, you know, we, we, uh, love you being a part of the podcast family. Probably one of our number one, probably our number one fan, probably most dedicated listener. Um, not, you know, not a contributor, but we don't need that. She contributes to Josh life's enough. She deserves a break, but we appreciate Nikita for listening so much. A well-deserved $130 for their first place jack nope, nope, be- nope. she only won 110 she only won. send me 20 Twi- finder's fee <laughs> i'll send her 130 and then you guys can fight over it um <coughs> or i can or i can keep 110 and you guys can each get your own bracket and i just you know use 20 for that but anyways jack you get 40 bucks and then glenn i'll send you 20 not that glenn listens to this but um we'll move on here josh but i mean putting you on the spot you're probably gonna fail epically but if anyone can improv it's you try and give your best hood line for nikita's championship talk about how this little blonde bombshell i don't know wrecked the league i don't know what he got what, what, what can you get on the spot man come on be funny man you know, I I can't. It's it's my wife. But congrats to Nikita with her amazing contribution to the FanDuel uh, Hoodcast play along. You did it! Yay! <laughs> 
I love that. Thank you, Josh. That that was better than anything you could have come up with. Um, we'll move on. We'll talk about Josh. At the beginning of the season, we pick season-long studs and season-long duds. And, uh, you know, we go back and forth on who performs better than this. I think you creamed me last year. Um, this year, I, I've bested you a bit. Uh, but last year, last year, I think you had, like, no misses on your duds. Like, your dud picks were the kiss of death. But without rambling too much, let's just get right into it, Josh. We picked four players, kind of went down each position, four studs, four duds each, eight players total. Um, and, you know, based on their projected score, if they overperform, they're a stud. If they underperform, they're a dud. And it's that simple. Uh, just got to start going down the list, Josh. Who was your QB? Why would you pick him as a stud? And did they end up making you proud or sad? I picked Jared Goff as my stud. He uh, he was a stud, all right. Um, 273.8 was his projected total. He had 328.7 for a 55-point swing. So thank you, Mr. Koff. Shout out to Jared. Um, I'm going to go ahead and blame Eric's and all of Latvia for this one. I had picked Mitch Trubisky as my stud because I thought he was going to be the starter all season. I thought they were just going to sit Kenny Pickett. Um, they didn't, which is disappointing. He was projected, you know, almost 140 points coming into the season. Didn't even crack 90, so I lost about 50, 52 points on Tr- Mitch Trubisky. And so, fuck you, Mitch. I could have scored way better, but you let me down. Josh, who do you got next? Um, next, I've got uh, Zamir White, running back for, uh, I think he's still in Vegas. Um, Allegedly. One, no, because he never played. Uh, <laughs> only seven total points, which was uh, only 86.8 points under his projected 93.8. So uh, thank you for ruining all of the hard work Jared Goff did. And then some, sir. Yeah, did Zamir White let you down hard? I kept it within the White family, though. I had Rashad White for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He ended up crushing his projection. He was only projected 96. Back at running back for the Buccaneers, he almost scored 140, so he gained me about 43 points there. So between the first two players, I'm still negative, but only about negative 10, where yours like negative 30. How embarrassing. Yeah, moving on to the wide receivers, we're not going to get any better. Romeo Dobbs is projected 118.6. Um, he had a string of injuries that kept him off the field for a while. I would have, I believe he would have passed that if he would have played, but uh, who knows with that offense being as atrocious as it was at times. Um, his actual score was only 101.6, so negative 17. Um, continuing the trend of me not being very good at doing things that a podcast host should be good at doing. Yeah, it's it's tough. Uh, I, I stuck with you there. I had a Packers receiver as well. I was like, all right, Sammy Watkins, someone has to emerge in this Packers receiving core. It was not Sammy Watkins. He continues to disappoint He's a raven. everyone. Yeah, Raven now. Not when I picked him. He wasn't a fucking Raven in the preseason, to tell you that. Hayes projected about 82, only got 46 and a half. Uh, so the negative 10 I just was, and back down to negative 45 because Sammy contributed negative 35. That son of a bitch. Fuck Sammy Watkins. Uh, my tight end stud was Hayden Hurst. Uh, he started off promising. Uh, almost, you know, I thought he was going to hit his projected 129.9. Turns out he uh, did not want to do that. He got hurt at some point in the season as well. Uh, he only put up 105.4 for a negative 24.5 point uh, differential. Rounding out my studs um, with only one out of four correct and a negative 73 point swing. That is brutal. My tight end wasn't super flashy, but I definitely found a bit of a diamond in the rough in terms of fantasy. Um, Tyler Conklin, tight end for the New York Giants. I wasn't sure if he, if uh, Tyler Conklin or TJ Uzozama, Uzama, whatever the fuck, uh, maybe maybe Mika could tell me the pronunciation because he's a former Bengal, but TJ... TJ, whatever the fuck, um, who it wasn't, they weren't sure who was going to be the better tight end coming out of there. But Tyler Conklin had a pretty respectable season, 131.5 points. Um, that gave me a positive 46.3 off his projection. And overall, I did not do well. I had two of four that were right. Uzama, there we go. Thank you, thank you, Mika. Uh, he speaks English better than we do. <coughs> um, uh, so yeah. Anyways, with my stud picks, I had two good and two bad. I only netted two point seven points. So pretty, you know, pretty average, if not poor performance on picking studs. You'd want more positive points than that, but way better than Josh's negative seventy three. Could you imagine? Yeah. No, I try not to. Um, what do we got for guns here, Josh? Uh, definitely, definitely missed on this one. I had Patter Holmes. I thought that you know he'd be a victim of the lack of receiver options as much as the guy in the green team uh, that I should have gone with. But uh, Patter Mahomes only had um, he was projected three ninety seven point two, which is a heck of a lot. But he managed to surpass that with a four sixty nine point nine points. 
Uh, giving me a a great start to my duds with a negative 72.7, um, which just so happens to be 0.7 points away from what my total is for uh, studs. So starting off great. <laughs> Yeah, Josh, I, I just talked about a second ago. I did I just did pretty average on my studs. I nailed my duds this year. Even if uh, none of them, you know, were had tragic like season ending injuries like your guys did last year. I wasn't a kiss of death, but these guys all underperformed, all missed a bit of time, this and that. My dud quarterback was and Rodgers. I knew the green and gold was going to struggle, uh, thanks in part to fucking Sammy Watkins. I probably shouldn't have picked him as a stud in retrospect, but, you know, you got to hedge your bets. Aaron Rodgers was projected 351, basically, and he only hit 276.15, so that nets me 75 points right there. So that is a big pickup in the stud and dud game, and I'm starting to pull away from Josh Big League. Uh, but we'll see how Josh does with his last three picks here. Josh, who was your running back dud? Me, Jacobs, uh, Josh Jacobs, running back, uh, the guy who played the entire Hall of Fame game and was um, rumored to be somebody who was kind of on the chopping block under the the racist Mike McDaniels or whatever his name is, Josh McDaniels out there in Las Vegas. Uh, Turns out that it was not. um, Yeah. I don't know. Uh, He was projected 209.8, but he he somehow managed to get uh, 328.3 points. Um, So difference of 118.5. Uh, not a good, not a good pick there. But uh, he, you know, he might have been the running back on the championship team this year. I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, he was not a dud. Shout out to Carmen Bear, who lasted a good five minutes uh, listening to the show, that showbiz baby, and then he left. Carmen Bear. One love. Uh, but yeah, Josh Jacobs had a great season. Um, moving on, Josh, I had DeAndre Swift as my dud running back. And not because I think he's a dud. He's obviously one of the most talented running backs in the NFL. Win healthy, but he hasn't completed a season yet, and that trend stayed the same this year. Missing some time, getting banged up. He's projected 254.1, only got 191.1. So that is another 63-point pickup for me. Um, you know, not that I'm cheering for DeAndre Swift's demise, but, you know, when you, when you call things, you always feel good about it. So shout out to me picking up more points josh it's getting pretty ugly for you pal i mean we already know you're kicking my butt this season you just you said it ahead of time so no need to keep doing that after every single pick um but yeah here's one that i got right uh this was debo samuel uh he was projected 260.3 he ended up with 168.4 so gave me a 91.9 positive swing um which just so happens to be the biggest uh, difference in the correct direction of any of the players that either of us picked for studs or duds. So, wow, congrats. Point. Yep, yep, you suck. <laughs> Uh, I had Micah, I'm sure wasn't happy about this one in preseason, but the wide receiver dud I picked for this year, just because, you know, I didn't think they were going to live up to the hype. Um, and, you know, to be fair, he did technically come in under his projection. He missed a couple games. Jamar Chase was uh, was my dud wide receiver pick. He was projected 275.7, only got 242.4. Um, so, again, I think that's just, I'm sure he would have, you know, broke his projection if it wasn't for the couple missed games. Uh, players get banged up, it happens. Um, but, you know, still gained 30 points there. So, unfortunately, I was right. Sorry, Mecca. He's still a great player. Not as good as Justin Jefferson, but, you know, one of the best young line receivers in the NFL. Josh, your final pick? Moving on to tight end, I had George Kittle. Um, He was projected 180.9, and all the way up until Brock Purdy entered the season, he probably would have been below that. But then Brock Purdy came in and just decided, you know what? He's got a pretty cool hair. I'm going to throw it to him. So he hit 200.5 points, uh, giving me a negative 19.6 uh, differential. I'm rounding off my duds, uh, netting me a negative 118.9. Well, you can't win them all, Josh. Uh, my, I thought my tight end was going to be much more of a dud than he was. He was kind of a bit of a statistical anomaly, to be honest. I had Dallas Goddard, projected 150.4, got 141.2, and he missed like half the season. I feel very confident if Dallas Goddard had stayed healthy, he would have crushed this projection. So you feel bad for the man who's succeeding. Um, I figured there were just going to be too many mouths to feed in Philly, um, you know, now that uh, A.J. Brown had gotten traded there in the offseason. But Dallas Goddard was having a really good season, was on pace to have a great season um but uh was still technically a dud but definitely did way better than i thought he was going to do overall in all my dud picks i netted a total of 180.5 um, my best position between studs and does was my running backs i netted 106 there my worst position was the wide receivers got negative two there but overall in the studs and duds game of gains and losses i netted 182.75 points that's my final score josh how do you do 
Um, bad. Um, overall, my best was uh, wide receivers. I netted 74.9 positive. Uh, my worst was running backs. I got negative 205.3. Um, and I netted um, the combined negative 192.3 points. Ooh, so let's uh, let's just go ahead and do the math here. That's what. That's how much. That's. Oh, nope, I did the math wrong there. Shout out to public education. Difference of three hundred seventy-five points, Josh. Hoofda, that's. Yeah, right. I was thinking we could. You know, it'd be fun is kind of doing like a, um, cumulative like point differential dating all the way back to when we started doing this. Well, well. <laughs> Oh, Josh, let's, this is a big game of what have you done for me lately. We don't need to go back with all the bad takes we may or may not have had over time. If we're like, going to start digging into the fucking closets of bad takes, I'm sure I could find someone new. I don't think this is a, a war we want to start. No, it's not It's not a war. It's, it's literally, like you said, we have like an every other thing going here. And so if you're doing it, so 375.05 is the difference <laughs> this year. Um or yeah, 375 last season. I bested you by f- 592. Oh, uh, <laughs> Josh, what are we, what are we looking up? Facts two years for? ago, you, two years ago, you bested me by like 90. Uh, three years ago, I bested you by 614. That's all right. Um, this, uh, this, uh, this is fake news at this point. You were okay, spreading but, okay, disinformation. Okay, so three years ago was fake. But no, we <laughs> we have been doing an every other type deal. Injuries play a big role in it. Um, so if we were to take out all of the injuries, I probably would have beat you again this year. Shut the um, fuck up. Injuries are part of it. I literally picked DeAndre Swift because I knew he'd get injured. Well, that's mean. He has a family. Yeah, Did he's you still pick Demar Hamlin too. He's also a millionaire. All right, Josh. Jesus Christ, I'm not gonna. We're not. We're moving on. Studs and duds, Josh. You didn't have a good year, but you'll be back next year. Let's move on to our 272 review. Uh, we're halfway through the show, um, and right now we're definitely not on pace to be done in under an hour. And I know how much you covet your precious time. So let's go ahead and let's talk about our 272, Josh. Before the season starts, we predict every game. It used to be the 256, and now it is the 272. We predict every single game before a snap is played in the regular season. How did we do, and why are we smarter than every other podcast host on the planet? Well, I do think that we are um, providing false information for everybody because it's technically the 271 this year. Um, uh, well, that doesn't sound nearly as nice as 272. So, right. So it's it's you know Goodell, get on it. Um, <laughs> and now I forget kind of what your question was. How did we do? Um, we did pretty close. Like as far as just overall percentages of getting everything correct, um, I guess my overall accuracy was uh, like fifty-eight and a half percent. Yours was fifty-nine, sixty percent, somewhere in there. Um, so yeah, I mean, pretty good. Um, I think I looked back at the last few years, and it's similar to what our studs and duds are, where we flip-flopped. Um, but we've always been around that sixty percent correct in um, the picks. That is. That is the week-to-week pick. That's not like the um, season wins right, based on their record, yeah. Yeah, um, which is even more impressive, getting 60% or higher um, in 272 games, 253 when we did it. Um, that's, that's pretty impressive. Um, as far as just like the overall stuff, um, for the, I, th- I think I saw where you added it on the comps, correct? Yeah, I should have. Or we did the comps and stuff, and um, that one there, I don't even know how I took the notes. I'm, I should have told you in our pre-planning kind of thing. <laughs> what? Typed a lot of this stuff and made up some of these uh, mathematical computations. I did make the math up. So I don't know how accurate it is. <laughs> okay. um, well, I mean, you can go back. All right, Josh, just go back to your J272, and I'll start reading off my G stuff. So, like, so obviously, we, we, we go every week. We predict every game week to week. We don't just look at their records. And so you said we both did about 60%, 58 59% for the week-to-week games. But overall, I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're scripting the week-to-week games to fit our general narrative of how are they going to finish the season. And so if you look in, you know, at least on my sheet, it's columns BK through BM there. Um, there's a couple teams that I absolutely nailed i knew the dallas cowboys
Cowboys were going to go 12 and 5. I knew the Detroit Lions were going to go 9 and 8. I could feel it in my plums. I knew uh, Los Angeles Chargers were going to get, you know, double digit wins. So there's some teams I was really, really close on. And then teams like the Rams, Tennessee, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, I was way off on. Eric's let me know all year how off I was. I predicted the, you know, I predicted the Pittsburgh Steelers to only get three wins. They, of course, ended up with fucking nine because Mike Tomlin is a force greater than gravity. It should be Newton's fourth law, you know. Uh, an object in motion will stay in motion and then you know mike tomlin will not have a losing record i should have fucking known should have gave them a nine minimum in this new 17 game season um but you know there's some teams that just absolutely nailed and there's some teams that arizona is really disappointed in the rams i mean obviously with matthew stafford you know we were both going to get that one heavy wrong but um you know a team like the tennessee titans they really fell off and i thought they were going to be one of the best teams in the nfl so um you know that's kind of the stuff we were looking at and then when i scroll down to by divisions here i again i think similar to last year i had nfc north i nailed the best i was only off by eight games total across all four teams i got detroit exactly right like i said it was only off by one game on chicago and my absolute worst division was tied for the afc south and the nfc west i was off by 20 games total in differential between those two teams and you know jacksonville and tennessee both surprised me and the rams and arizona both surprised me so that's that's a tough that's a tough swing but overall i was pretty even on the nfc and the afc how about you josh who who do you nail an overall record, and then you know who were who were some of the big oopsies? Um, yeah, I made some big oopsies a lot. Um, I didn't nail any of them. Um, I did get close on quite a few. Um, shockingly, because last year, like um, the NFC North, we both nailed basically, um, if I remember correctly, because th- that's the division we follow the closest. This year, that was um, like my third uh, best tied for third um i was definitely a big afc guy this season um i only had 47 games off um in comparison to the 66 from the nfc Jesus. Um, and so my my best my best division was the afc east um i only missed seven of those games and then um i only missed eight games in the afc north uh because i had a feeling that since he was going to be good and cleveland would be middle of the pack um and then um but i did miss on pittsburgh i only gave them six wins um whereas and then baltimore i think i gave them more than what they ended up with um as far as worst um that would be the afc south and the nfc east um i had the philadelphia eagles being a dumpster fire um because the reports out of camp were that uh jalen hurts couldn't hit the ground if he was spiking a football um (laughs) if he would have jumped out of a boat he would have missed the water yeah, the New York Giants are uh, another another one that I didn't do so hot with. Um, they were, I think, those were my two, yeah, two of my top three like worst projection or predictions. Uh, the New York Giants, just because you know Saquon's been hurt the last two seasons, Daniel Jones has been just a turnover machine. Um, Brian Dable looks like he's an inflated fire hydrant, um, and so it just um, you know just didn't seem so well. But that defense stepped up. Saquon stepped up and Daniel Jones really stepped up and they proved me wrong. They made, you know, they made the playoffs this year. There's, you know, quite a few teams, probably, you know, really good teams that didn't make the playoffs this year. I mean, I'm talking Super Bowl contenders teams, uh, green teams that didn't make the Super, um, the playoffs this year, but they, the Giants did. Um, and yeah. I do find it interesting, uh, just a couple more notes here and then we'll move on to the next bit. I do find it interesting that you and I, and maybe this is just indicative of the teams in the AFC versus the NFC, but if you look at, so we all, you know, based on all the records, we predict the seven playoff teams for each division. You got five of the NFC, or five of the AFC um, playoff teams correct. You got the Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincinnati, Chargers, and Baltimore. You got five of the seven teams that made it right, and only four of the NFC teams, right? Um, And, you know, I got six of the AFC teams right, but only three of the NFC teams right so i don't know if that speaks to the parody in the nfc where it was a wide open race whereas the afc was very top heavy or what exactly we can deduce from that but i just think it's interesting that we were way better predicting the afc playoff teams than the nfc playoff teams yeah um, that and then there might be you know that lack of bias since we're not afc team fans necessarily i mean we like teams that are in the afc um, but we don't follow them as closely, so we don't nitpick things as much as we do with, you know, the NFC North or um, other NFC um, divisions. So that that might play a role in it as well. 
Right. And then final note here before we move on. So we did all the records and then we also did our power ranking. And so with records, you're only predicting, you know, wins between 0 and 17, whereas the power rank, you rank every team 1 through 32. So there's a little bit more of a variance there. And so some of the teams, I won't even, I won't even like throw it to you. I'll just say some of the teams we nailed and some of the teams we were nowhere near. Again, we both kind of had the, we both ranked the Chargers around power rank 7. And based on their win percentage, they're actually the eighth best team. So we were very close on the Chargers. Um, and Buffalo Bills, we were very close on. We were both very close on the New England Patriots. We kind of knew that, you know, you had them power rank 20, had them power rank 19. They ended up being, you know, power rank 18, missed the playoffs. We both kind of predicted that. And then um, what's another team? You nailed Chicago. Or no, excuse me, I nailed Chicago. I knew they were going to be the worst team in the NFL, and I was right about that. And then some of our worst teams, again, Philly. You and I were fading Philly hard, and they were the second best team in the NFL. Um, we both were way off on Indy. I don't know how we could get that far away. And then, you know, um, what's a team I was cl- – uh, so you did better on the Arizona Cardinals than I did. You knew they were going to be throwing. You did way better on the Rams than I did. You kind of knew they weren't going to be as good. But then, you know, I nailed the Giants. I knew the Giants were going to be better than the worst team in the NFL that you predicted them to be. But just interesting how the power ring can really, you know, expand that picture of uh, what we were thinking there. Yeah. Oh, I was right. I was also just just so Eric's doesn't write me out of his Christmas list. Um, I was closer on uh, Pittsburgh as well. Um, and so, oh, yeah, you know, got... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Finish your thought. So yeah, I was, I was closer there. Um, and then I was closer with Cincinnati. As I was well, just, I was so... just going to say, we got Mickey here. All right. You had the Cincinnati power ranked 11. I had them power ranked 12. We both had them making the playoffs. I know Mika was upset coming into the preseason. Um, they actually up the Cincinnati Bengals ended up being the sixth best team. I'm sure Mika would tell you if they played their last game, they would have, you know, they would have gone on to get the number one seed. But, um, so we both had the Cincinnati Bengals being the, being a player playoff team but you did have you were closer to their actual power rank so i got to give you credit mika if you're gonna send me a tarantula to kill me in my sleep i understand but um, we both had them making the playoffs so uh, let's move on here yeah. though josh we want to talk about our survey results for the league and we don't have to spend a lot of time on these this is more of a league discussion but i think they're just fun to go over on the podcast since we have this live platform um so i guess you know we all know the questions that were asked um I guess maybe did, have you already got a, had a chance to go, go through this? If not, I can go through a couple things while you read through. I'm just curious if anything stands out to you, um, or if you've had the chance to look at it or not. But just you know, basically ask the people: Are they having fun? What they feel about the rule changes, this and that. So curious if anything stood out to you coming out of our our foot, hood fantasy league this year. Well, I want to find out who said no, so we can go and we could shake them down. Um, because oh. if they're not having, I'm just kidding. I don't know who uh, it might have been me. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, no, I, I did have a time to go through it and look at it. Not a lot of comments on the first few questions. Um, but, um, I did, nothing really stood out. Um, it was kind of an, e- it was basically an even split for the double headers. Um, because I think I was the one that said that, um, I didn't notice the difference cause I, it looks like there was only one person who voted that. Yeah. Um, and I think that was me, but, uh, because I think I did that for all of them, um, just because I just wanted to be my, a different stick. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't care about nothing. My name's Josh. I'm so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, that you know, fifty-fifty swing there, that, or fifty-fifty down the middle, kind of. Um, but then all of the comments were positive, so it's just like, huh. We get it, Mika. We were wrong. Okay, it happens. You're in the playoffs just like we said we'd be, or just like we said you'd be. That's fine. Uh, and, yeah, to, to your point about the double headers, I mean, I think coming into the – because we voted on because we vote on whether or not to adopt it, and I think it was a close vote on whether or not to even try it, right? Because kind of for, for some of our bigger rule changes, the deal is, hey, we'll trial it for a year, and we'll come back and vote on it again whether or not we make it permanent. So we'll, it will come up for a vote again next summer. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see. I mean, it, it's, it's a split issue. You know, half the league likes it. You know, pretty much half the league doesn't. One person's in different you're saying it's you so i guess it's you know one more share towards liking because i know you've been proposing it for a long time but it's just always tough when you're a league with think when things are split like that because then you got to find out okay if half the leagues like something and half the league doesn't like who's going to be more stubborn or who not to call people jackasses but like it doesn't get to a certain point where it's starting to ruin the league for people you always got to be careful it's like all right if some people really like this but they're also not going to quit if we go away from it you kind of got to parse people out and just make sure you know because again i think you know the number one thing we're trying to do here is have fun so 
you know, we once this issue comes back up, we'll just have to see, you know, who is it really a sticking point for, and then, you know, can we accommodate them, or is it worth accommodating them, you know, all that kind of, that polit- more politicky type stuff, but it's interesting that it's a split issue, so we'll kind of, we'll break that down again in the summer. Um, but yeah, no really, no really comments stood out to you, at least on this league survey. I didn't, a uh, couple, one good side, but idea. I thought unlucky winners, either like the most sacked QB or the, you know, the a lowest ratio of the lowest, uh, lowest yards per carry or lowest, you know, you know, yards per catch. So like that, I think you, that's, that's fine. You but. liked my idea? Yeah. I mean, I'm always looking for new side bets, idea, side bet ideas. We've got a bank yeah. of them and we just pick up random ones. So I always want more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did see that because it's just like, holy cow! Could you imagine having a quarterback gets like, I, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Obviously, not the time and place to chat more about that, just because it's still, you know, it's just now the postseason of, of football. But um, the first suggestion there for side bets: everyone named Bradley gets five dollars. Uh, that is a interesting side bet idea. Um, <laughs> I do think that it would be very difficult uh, since we will no longer have a Bradley in the league next season um, because. I don't want to have to pay somebody named Bradley $5. Right. Um, and then going on to the final comments here, I think one person, I don't know how serious this comment was because I could look up who said it. Maybe I can text him about it. Uh, but once one person said expand to 16 teams or go to Superflex, and then they said they're finally on board to get rid of the tight end position. That could, Josh, is that you? Do you want to come clean or is that not you? Because I genuinely don't know. Uh, right that, was, that was definitely not me. I, <laughs> I want to say that that was Derek. Um, could be. But uh, I don't know why he would. Well, maybe he would because he's, he's that every other champion. Sure. And so so this year was his year to finish, you know, bottom bottom three. So next year he knows he's going to be top top two, not two. Um, and he's going to get the 16-team payout. So that, you know, because I'm sure if we did 16, then this next retrospective next season will say cut down to 12. Right. I mean, and again, I think I've said I've stated multiple times. Like, if people end up quitting the league, I don't think I'm going to force to fill it to 14. Like, I'd, if you know, if someone wanted to quit, like, listen, we're sitting at 14 right now. Let's say one person's like, "Hey, I'm not going to be back next year." I think at that point it would be awkward for me, but I'd just send out a text and be like, "Hey, is anyone on the fence about it, or do two people want to team up and be like owner and co-owner, or whatever?" Um, because like, I'm definitely not afraid to go back to 12. It's just we have 14 really good people. Like, I know I was I pruned out Nate, we pruned out Robin, who like no one in the league really vibed with. Not that robin's a bad person but it's not the right fit based on how she drafted you know kyle and jordan weren't gonna last so like we just have 14 really good people so i'm not afraid of going to 12 but there's just no one in the league i want to get rid of so if someone voluntarily leaves that's fine um and i'm fine with keeping the league at 12 just to address it but um you know there's 14 you know i don't think there's one person in the league you'd say you'd want to get rid of either so we uh get rid of walters could we add him to the league and then just get rid of him before it starts <laughs> i mean that one that one bring us down from 14 though he'd just be going well, i know to f- but it's just getting rid of somebody <laughs> just if would you like a job starting right now boy would i you're fired thanks mr Krabs. um and then one person said revisit the ir spot for next year i mean we, i can bring it up again but it already got voted down once so we'll see and then one person says explore the idea of an 18 playoffs because right now we have a 17 pl- 17 playoffs um so those things we'll bring up next year and we'll see so we appreciate well, people taking that survey top top two teams getting a buy and then five are seated three no, was seven, this was this your idea josh yeah 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 the eighth <laughs> spot was determined by so like a wild card spot determined by the points for and not the record so if the eighth ranked team has like the third lowest points for um they would not get in the pl- playoffs and the guy with the you know the, the next highest um points for would right 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 or girl um and so josh go ahead and pick me a number between one and 14 real quick because every when we get all when we get full participation in the in the survey we pick one random lucky winner to win 20 bucks just as an incentive for people to take the survey um so go ahead and pick me a number between one and 14 and that will be the winner of 20 doll hairs and obviously, 11 11 okay I, d- I don't have the document pulled up yet so i'm not no. fibbing Three. nope you already said 11 that's going to be based on the draft order um so whoever picks 11th based on how we finish this year will get the 20 bucks and that is or not who picks 11th but whoever finished you know you know what i mean so 14 is derek 13 is hammer <laughs> It's you, Josh, you son of a bitch. All right, that's fine, though. All right, so it's Derek, Hammer. So, De- yeah, I just want to confirm this for myself. Derek was 14, Hammer's 13, Willie's 12. Yep, Josh, you were, you were, uh, you have nine ping pong balls. You finished 11th uh, based on the regular season, so you'll get 20 bucks, dude. It's The fix is in. No one will believe me, but luckily not too many of our league members actually listen, so you'll probably skate on the radar. Uh, real quickly. Wait, 
good. Finished eleventh. This was that last year. Uh oh yeah. What am I? Do I have? Am I looking at the wrong thing? Maybe I'm looking at the wrong thing. Well, no, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, no, it. I am. Okay, so hold on. So it's Jesse. Je- yeah, I was looking at last year. So this is going to look at this year. So Jesse's 14, Jamie's 13, Garrett's 12. Willie, Willie wins 20 bucks. All right, shout out. The fix Did is not in. Point? Didn't he get 20 bucks for having the lowest points? This is rigged. <laughs> hey, man. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, so Willie actually wins 20 bucks. Willie won't listen to this, but I'll just send him 20 bucks. That's fine. Um, no, 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 no. You already said no, me. I no, couldn't change my number. No, 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 I couldn't no, change no, my number. No. You you corrected me. I never would have noticed the error I made. Um, I never would have thought about it, but you corrected me. You cost yourself 20 bucks there, pal. And the key well, that you can if you get punch to, him if later. If you get to change it, then I get to change mine to three because no. that was the second number I said. <laughs> no, no, so who no, got third no, place? No, no, no. We've moved on. Uh, all right, Josh, real quickly, uh, pull up. I don't know if you, it looks like you don't have it pulled up right now we also take we have a little section of the survey for the podcast um (coughs) excuse me um so i don't know if you had a chance to look at the podcast survey or not but but this also kind of moves into the what's next so maybe we'll talk about this here in our one of our last sections here because you also made up a little idea section for the pod so we'll go over this survey in this section um oh that idea wasn't necessarily to talk about on the podcast that was just Oh, I don't know. I so just I don't forget things. I, I mean, we can just generally talk about what's next um, as well. So we'll just go over the survey here from the people who took it. Um, so you know, we have a mixed bag. We know not all the leagues listen. Not all the not all the members of the league listen, which is fine. You know, we make this for us. And you know, of course, we want a couple listeners, but you know, we're not going to force people to listen. It's not like that. Um, some people say it's a well, fun show. Victorious this and that. POD. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Josh. Um, all right, so you know, let's look, looking at this third question here, you know, based on the biggest thing we changed this year is we went from one hour long episode to two thirty minute episodes. You know, doing on t- Tuesday and Sunday, or Tuesday and Saturday, excuse me. Um, and people said they're more likely to listen with the shorter episodes. You know, a third said they were less likely to listen with multiple shows every week. But again, half these people that answered this question are not. Um, even though this question wasn't required, it's not like everyone had to answer. Some people are saying they wouldn't listen if they had multiple shows in a week. So sometimes the numbers can get overwhelming. But overall, how did you feel about the switch going from one hour, one hour long episode to two half an hour long episodes? How did you feel about that? And are we going to continue that, you know, next year? Or how did we feel about that change this year? I, I didn't mind it. I liked it. I kind of liked how we were able to break it up into more of a football focused recap and then the um, fantasy aspect on Saturdays. Um, so I I wouldn't mind bringing it back again, um, especially with how we crushed the uh, start sits, um, and so yeah. Um, so I guess and then I, you know if we don't if your document wasn't meant to go over or whatever for the twenty twenty three. Um, you know, pod ideas. I guess just generally thinking about it right now. We, you know, we're not making decisions right now, but just a little on-air production meeting because you know this is this is kind of the last bit of the show. What do you think about the show for next year? What do you think you want to do? Is there anything you're thinking about right now that sounds appealing, or is there you know? <coughs> I guess what do you feel? What do you? We always want to do something to keep it fresh going year to year because you don't want just the same boring show year to year. You know, you want to give a little bit of change for the people and for ourselves. But thinking thinking towards next year, what would? Is there anything? you'd want to change or anything you'd want to add or subtract or how are you feeling about the show in general um i think i'm going to finally take someone's suggestion um from previous podcasts and start nude <laughs> you do youtube in the nude i mean no. I, I think micka read your mind as you were saying that out loud micka put that in the chat so that was wild someone did say so our last question is what can we do to make you more interested in the podcast someone said bring back face cam um that's not necessarily out of the question i would have to get a better computer still i'm still on the still on the you know computer i've been on for a long time that's stopped working this year for whatever reason or was that last year was that last year we couldn't do face i generally don't remember i think it went last year at this point but last year yep. yeah and then i think it was i want to say it was brian um but i think someone said i listened to two every week but like the one longer one better so we've lost we've lost our biggest financial contributors that's something to consider um but yeah, so I, I think one thing I I think we both noticed we we lacked it this year, and you know we always like to have it, but it's not necessarily a necessity. It's like we really we really didn't push for it. I think intentionally, I was like let's let's kind of give the fans a year off, so to speak. Like you know, in years past, where I was like, hey, get us in your fave fives, give us in that. We really didn't push for fan interaction almost at all this year. Maybe the first couple weeks we mentioned it, and then we were like, all right, let's just you know, both of us really came off the gas and didn't really even mention it show to show. But is there? Do we want to try and get the fan? I mean, of course 
course, we enjoy the fans interacting, but is there anything we can, you know, we'd have to probably cut a segment, I guess is my point, to get fans to interact again or a more fan interaction central segment. But is that something you want to push for next year? Do we like kind of the dynamic we had this year? Or how, how do you feel about the fan interaction element that was kind of, you know, away this year relative to years past when you had the Fate Farb and this and that? yeah i guess um i don't know i'm i'm either or it doesn't matter to me um i would be fine with um kind of playing playing it by ear going you know hitting the hitting the concrete hitting the pavement asking asking the general public how they feel um and then revisiting this idea sometime in the summer sure that's fine. I'm just always curious, how, of course, how you feel about it. Because, you know, the more we beg the fans, the more we can kind of turn them off. Because they already are nice enough to listen to us. And then we go, all right, also send us voicemails. Or also send us this. Or also send us that. It's always that. Sometimes it can be a delicate relationship. You don't want to, you know, you want them to listen and, and to interact. But then if you're going to turn them away by asking them to do so much, then that can be, it's always a delicate balance, uh, delicate tightrope to walk, so to speak. Um I think some other podcasts found out this year how tough it can be to get some fan interaction because it's tough to find those consistent people. And so people have been like that for us in the past. We greatly appreciate you. Um, but okay, one last question I had for you, Josh, in terms of what's next. I know I put down here in the outro that we might do a February and a March show, but I was just thinking of what our summer policy was last year. We kind of went from the draft until August. We did one show every month just to keep it, but we actually took off between like the end of the season, and then I didn't think I don't think we came back until April. So, um, do you want to keep on doing shows once a month, or do you want to take some time away from the podcast for a couple months and then come back around draft time? Or what, what are you feeling? Do you want to you know keep going, or do you want to take a break? Um, I would be, you know, I think we could take a break and then if something big were to happen, we could come back, but I don't think there needs to be too much discussion between now and then. Um, cause it, it's not like, you know, too much football happens other than the super, super, super bowel and, you know, and, and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah. Right. So we'll probably, probably do what we did last year. Then I'll try and, you know, we always try and get the fan interaction through the off season. What I think, what, what did I, what the fuck did I call that group? The off season optimist, the off season something. Yeah. Off-season optimists. Is that what it was? Um, or there's the Gridiron Gossip Gang, of course, as well. But uh, so we'll we'll try to uh, yeah, off-season optimists. There we go. Um, so we'll just try and when you know when a coach gets hired or some crazy things splash, uh, we'll just talk about it through the Discord. And then in terms of podcast go, we'll probably stay away until draft time in April. I know Walter's disappointed to hear that Walter said we should uh, we should keep podcasting through the playoffs and this and that. But you know, there's be less of an appetite for that from a listener standpoint, and um, I think we can. Uh, as much as our opinions are superior, Josh, you and I have the most superior football minds on the planet. I mean, there's no question about that. We can we can just share them through Discord, and we can have, you know, interaction and sharing our thoughts that way. So I I have a Friday evening call with Mr. Billy B every week. <laughs> right. Um, all right, Josh. So this is this is the outro. Then is there other other than go Packers? Um, is there anything you want to say to conclude our, our 2022 um, podcast season here? Anything you want to say to the folks? Anything you want to anything you want to say to you know people you love? Um, you know, any, any signing off words here? If we're going to be off the air for a couple months. Nope. <laughs> not even going to hit the go packers because they don't deserve it. Well, si- since the podcast is over for a couple months and since the regular season is over and the Packers are dead, Josh, I'm going to not say you need to do an impromptu obituary. I'm not going to put you on the spot like that, but I am going to play the sad music we have been ending all our Tuesday shows with um, because the podcast is over and I think it's funny to end the sad music at this point. So if you want to go into a Packers or dead obituary, you're more than welcome to, or if you just want to let the sad music play for two, three minutes, that's your bit as well. But I figure I'll give you the chance right now to think about it if you want to. But as of right now, I just want to thank, thank everyone so much for listening um i would like to thank everyone for who interacts in the discord of course we've got audio al we've got walters we've got eric's we've got mika those are the people who really hold down the discord for us um brian and jack and nikita you're all big listeners as well um i don't want to miss anybody but I th- those are those are certainly all the big names bradley i know starts strong and then fades off a little bit um and i don't really think i'm listening any you know missing any of the big names and i'll feel bad if i am but um you know if, if you if you're if you've been a dedicated listener this year and i didn't uh, didn't call your name shout you know yell at me in the chat and you know so i know it's real 
Um, but no, we generally appreciate everyone who listens and everyone who interacts. We got uh, we got a good Discord community here who likes to chat along, um, and I think that's the that that's bigger than the podcast for me. Honestly, is just having I want you know ultimately you want to be where the people want to go to chat about football. And I know Sleeper has been really good at the social aspect, but I like that when news happens or when people want to chat about shit. I like that our Discord is where they come to chat and they're like, hey, what do you guys think about this? Or you know, I appreciate that we're kind of the home for some people to chat about football. If we can continue continue to grow that i think that's a beautiful thing so i just want to appreciate everyone who contributes you know we couldn't a community doesn't work without the people who are in it so you know everyone who gives us their time in listening and in chatting in the discord we appreciate you so much so with that josh the packers are dead and we'll play some (laughs) and with that we'll play some sad music because the packers are dead and thank you everyone for listening and we will see you in april-ish love you bye There's a lot of stuff that can be said, but I'm going to be quiet. You're mocking me, aren't you?